0: Well folks Shaw Jerry Adams August Tassolo Gumsa Go will Chevsha Go Moi take Winsal Das Namsh Bra Namshir Jas Ata Ogin Excuse me being a bit hoarse I have a chest infection so hopefully it'll lift over the next few days but I was just reflecting on how I Spend as much time as I can outdoors. I don't want to give listeners a wrong impression. I'm not all the time walking or or hiking. I do do that sometimes, but mostly I just sit. And that's why I like benches. I have one I and heard of it from our old neighbor Billy McCulloch. Truth to tell, I inherited only the metal ends. The wooden stairs had long given up. Billy was a great wee man, a lover of poetry. The lads in the men's shed and Cooley fixed his bench for me. And I celebrate Billy's friendship by sitting on his bench and raising a glass to his memory. Then I read aloud a poem. One of Seamus Heaney's or... Patrick Kavanagh's So that wee bench to me will always be wee Billy's bench. The late, great Des Ferguson made me a magnificent bench. Des was a mighty worker with wood as well as a great footballer and a lovely hurler and a great friend. His bench is mighty. He made me other pieces of wooden furniture. Martin McGinnis also benefited from Dez's generosity and his woodworking skills. Dez's bench will last longer than me. It outlasted Dez and it outlasted Martin. It's constructed from old hard wood and it's shaped to allow the sitter maximum comfort. The arms are constructed to allow you to set a glass or a plate beside you. They widen out, very handy. I think of Des often, but I feel especially close to him when I'm seated on the bench he made especially for me. Go ro mila mai Des Dez moshan kara. I think there should be benches in all our public spaces. In the Falls Park, some benches are dedicated to local people. That's a nice idea. There are good benches in the city cemetery also, but only at the front. Why not at the back? And why not outside the cemetery? And there are none at all in Milltown Cemetery. Why not? Decades ago, when our community set out to reclaim our public spaces, some people understandably were concerned that these revamped areas would be overrun by antisocial elements. Others felt that we could not let this determine how we live. And that was my view also. We needed strategies and resources to address antisocial behaviour, and many people do this in multiple ways. From Fela and Fubble to numerous youth initiatives, our local schools, multiple sporting groups, a brilliant community and voluntary sector, we're blessed with good people. And in the meantime, our civic space increases. From the new walkways on the mountain to Collin Glen to the Bog Meadows, the Springfield. Road Dam, the wonderful Dumble and Falls Parks, new greenways, casement, and the upcoming development of that part of the district, the revamp some Comgalls, the front of College de Firsta. Our mountain trails would benefit greatly from a few strategically placed discrete benches. Not all of us can hunker down in the heather. The views are magnificent. Imagine sitting there in comfort above it all our bar and Doan, on a nice bench, looking over to Scotland and Strangford, our Loch Nigh or the Spurrins are down towards the morns. It's also great to see the many coffee shops and other wee eateries with their pavement tables and chairs being well used in this good weather. Though I note a number of shabby derelict shops in marked contrast to our new prize-winning architecture, but I'm sure that these two will be sorted out in the time ahead, in the meantime, let's dot our streetscapes with benches. A community bench is a very democratic, civic essential it encourages people to get out and the knowledge that they will have a place to sit if the notion or the need takes them. It becomes a vocal point for pedestrians to take a wee rest and watch the world go by or to have a yarn with other citizens, be it a he, August leg to ski. For example, the bottom of the White Rock Road where it joins the falls falls, is perfect for a bench. And up above Connolly House at the Busy Bee, surely space for a few benches. And throughout our neighbourhoods, little civic spaces, wee community gardens, community benches in Ahanoich. In a more uh, dark issue, controversy and sectarian threats and violence have long been associated with the 11th of July bonfires and the marching season. Kick the Pope bands and sectarian hit music and songs are a regular feature of many loyal order parades. This year again, election posters of Sinn Féin, the SDLP and the Alliance representatives competed with each other for space on bonfires. Effigies of Mary Lou McDonald, Michelle O'Neill, and Naomi Long were hanged from makeshift gallows. Sectarian and abusive slogans were nailed to bonfires, among them KAT kill all tags, all tags are targets. This year a young man in Larn fell to his death as the bonfire builders competed with each other over who could build the biggest and the highest bonfire. This aspect of what Unionism or some of them, euphemistically describe as culture, can be traced back at least 200 years. The Orange Order was established to defend British interest and British domination in Ireland. Andrew Boyd's seminal book Holy War in Belfast and Michael Farrell's The Orange State are among those which record the use of sectarianism by the British state and the Union's political elite to maintain their supremacy in the 19th and 20th centuries. Victorian rats and pogroms were a familiar pattern in Belfast during this period. Effigies also played their part. London, Gumoleskiel, Lundy, or rather an effigy of him is burned every year in Derry as part of the Lundy's Day Parade to mark the 1688 Siege of Derry. Lundy was the governor of Derry who offered to surrender but was thwarted when the apprentice boys locked the city gates. One of the worst examples of prolonged sectarian violence occurred in august eighteen sixty four when loyalists burned an apogee of Daniel O'Connell on the Boyne Bridge between Durham Street and Sandy Row, and then attacked the Catholic Pound area in the Falls area. In the desert followed across Belfast, eleven died and hundreds were injured. Over 800 families were forced to flee their homes and 247 dwellings were destroyed. Despite the sectarianism that surrounds the July bonfires, there are those in the media and within political unionism who insist it's not threatening, but part of the cultural tradition of unionism. If similar effigies or slogans against people of color or Muslims or Jews or to appear in any other state within the European Union or in the USA or indeed in Britain, they would immediately be labelled as hate crime, an action taken to remove them and to hold those responsible legally accountable. But not here. Here we have the PSNI and the Prosecution Service failing to stand up to this behaviour. No action taken to remove the offending material, no action taken to dismantle bonfires that carry this material and little prospect of charges for hate crimes being taken. I have personal experience of this. In the past, I have made complaints about sectarian threats made against me, but all to no avail. I understand the frustration that many I feel following another July bonfire period. It is unacceptable. Yes, let the 12th be celebrated. Yes, the orange tradition is part of what we are but the unacceptable accesses around the bonfires, the sectarian chants or songs, and some of the locations and size of the bonfires cannot be tolerated. If we're to build a better future, there can be no place for sectarianism, no matter who is responsible. The Good Friday Agreement clearly states that citizens have the right to freedom from sectarian harassment. We have made this, as a people, this core principle a reality, we have to make it a reality, by enshrining into law an effective legal definition of sectarianism with legal sanctions and robust incitement to hatred provisions. Those who use effigies and slogans and posters as symbols of hate must know without a doubt that they will be prosecuted. And if anyone wants to build a bonfire, there should be rules and regulations governing where and when and what size it should be. In the New Ireland, there will be place for the Orange marches and bonfires. Will be part of that, I presume, but there be no, there can be no tolerance of sectarianism and hate, from wherever it comes. So, Shane, Akarja, I'm going to go out now with Pete Seeger, appropriately singing, "We Shall Overcome." Ta leabhsa slán go
1: walk hand in hand We walk hand in hand We walk hand in hand We walk hand in hand, hand, hand Sunday Deep in my heart oh, Come someday we shall we shall they wrote down in montgomery alabama they said we are not afraid and the young people taught everybody else a lesson all the older people that had learned how to compromise and learned how to take it easy and be polite and get along and leave things as they were the young people taught us all a lesson we are not afraid